Welcome to Inspiring Minds, powered by the Edison Awards, showcasing the leading innovators from across the globe. I'm your host, Jennifer Trammell. You've probably heard of STEM, but what about STEAM education? It includes science, technology, engineering, the arts, and math. If you had to think of just one thing that brings all of these elements together, the perfect topic to execute STEAM in the classroom with real-world applications, what would you come up with? California-based Garner Holt has a pretty good answer based on more than 45 years in the business of animatronics. Yes, we are talking those sophisticated puppets, robots, that bring characters to life in theme parks around the world. Branching out from one man's passion to an animatronics production business to what's now an education movement, we sat down with Bill Tynan to find out why animatronics is just the thing, the thing, to help students explore STEAM curriculum in new ways, to build 21st century skills like collaboration and problem solving, and to gain exposure to future career opportunities. Bill Tynan is the Director of Secondary and Post-Secondary Education and Workforce Development at Garner Holt Education Through Imagination. In 2021, this team was honored with a Gold Edison Award in the category of STEAM-Centered Creative Learning for their Animaker Space. An Animaker Space is a custom, state-of-the-art, hands-on learning environment that seamlessly blends science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Bill Tynan, welcome to Inspiring Minds. Thank you. Good morning, Jennifer. So glad to have you with us. And congratulations on your Gold Edison Award. Congratulations to you and the team at Garner Holt Education Through Imagination. Thank you so much. Uh, we're very, very proud to have, um, to have been chosen for that award. As you should be. And we're going to talk a lot more about what you've done to earn that designation and what's happening next. As we were talking earlier, Bill, it really made a difference for me to first understand Garner Holt Productions before we talk about the education aspect. So will you introduce our audience to Garner Holt Productions and what exactly that company does? Oh, it'd be my pleasure. Um, so Garner Holt Productions, located in Redlands, California, is today the world's largest producer of theme park animatronics. So when um, you think of places such as Disneyland um, or whatever your favorite theme parks may be, and you think about the robotic figures in those parks that create the illusion of life and really what become for so many guests, um, their favorite part about being in the theme park, well, this is what we do at, uh, at GHP, at Garner Hole Productions. And, the story of how we got to the place where we are today is a remarkable one. Uh, and it begins with uh, Garner's uh, first trip to Disneyland. Uh, now our company, Garner Holt Productions, is named after one man, first name Garner, last name Holt. And uh, when he was uh, a pretty young boy, he convinced his parents to take him to Disneyland. And it was on that first trip that he became so inspired by what he saw this effect as well that the animatronics were having on guests that he really decided then that this is what 
he was meant to do. This is the work he would uh, commit himself to study and learn um, and ultimately create a business from. And so uh, our factory here in Redlands is just really a spectacular place. Some people have called it the world's greatest makerspace. And if Garner was here today, I think what uh, I think the way he would describe it is as one giant toy factory. Um, and so, so this is what happens across the street uh, from from our education building, uh, which is where the the factory is located. Um, teams of technicians and designers and engineers and fabricators are working together every day to take ideas that uh, come to us from our customers and any number of, of shapes and forms and and somehow get together and figure out what it's going to take um, to create these figures. And, and it's really in that figuring out that uh, we have derived so much inspiration here at Education Through Imagination. So you're really bringing these concepts to life at theme parks around the world. And I would guess that most of our audience members have seen some of the work that's come out of Garner Holt Production. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, and I will reference what uh, for us is probably uh, our largest scale um, uh, uh, creation or production. And that was for the Chuck E. Cheese Pizza and Family Entertainment Centers, which um, many of which I'm sad to say uh, during the pandemic have closed. Um, but Chuck E. Cheese for so many, many people is just a staple of youth and birthday parties, whether your own or, uh, or, or those of someone, someone else. Um, well, inside Chuck E. Cheese um, is, is an animatronic show. And we created approximately 500 of these Chuck E. Cheese animatronics for restaurants across the country. So uh, for, for many, um, that is their, their, their closest exposure to an animatronic um, that we've created. We'll be looking at things entirely differently next time we're at a kid's <laughs> birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. Yes, That's yes. a great example. Thanks, Phil. So we have this amazing creator space that our professionals are working on animatronics. Their work is ending up in theme parks around the world. So how does that translate then to working with students? Oh, wow. Well, so um, to answer that question, I'd like to give you just uh, a brief uh, backstory, a little bit of context for how all of this came to be. Um, so uh, as I mentioned, Garner Hole Productions uh, located in a small city called Redlands. Uh, we're just about halfway between Los Angeles and Palm Springs in Southern California. Uh, we've been here for, for just a few years, but for about 40 years before um, uh, our, our current location, we were in the city of San Bernardino, which is just to the east of us. Well, um, in San Bernardino, uh, there was a school principal whose name is Ryan Rainbolt. And Ryan was beginning to do some really exciting work on his elementary school campus. And what that work looked like was career exploration, career awareness, hands-on opportunities for students to kind of test the waters for what different careers and industries feel like. And again, he was doing this on the elementary school campus. Now, what was um, quite different and frankly uh, innovative about that is we don't necessarily see this kind of work um, begin until students get to high school 
uh, or, or maybe at best in middle school. And so the, the philosophy that Ryan and his team were, were choosing at the elementary school level was that uh, it would be too late to wait until high school and maybe even middle school to start introducing students to uh, what lay ahead in their futures, the, the, the wide, wide range of careers that um, they would have the opportunity to choose from. Uh, all of this work too was inspired by some research coming out of the Gallup uh, research group. And what Gallup had been doing for many, many years was administering uh, something that they called the student poll or the student survey. And this, was a, this is a, 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 a tool used to gauge um, what in Gallup's words are those things that matter most for student success. And those factors that they determined through, again, many years of statistical analysis, uh, what they determined matters most for student success is a student's sense of hope, hope in terms of what lie ahead in their future, student's sense of engagement in terms of what they're learning and the, and the relevance that they find between that learning and, and what, what, what comes next, uh, entrepreneurial aspiration and financial and career literacy. And so uh, Ryan and his team were, were starting to incorporate this research into their work, realizing they had a chance to, uh, in particular, really affect students' sense of hope um, uh, for, for what lay ahead, for the opportunities um, that they would be able to choose from, for the kind of preparation that, that would be required to, to get to the places where they wanted to go. Um, and then secondly, engagement, this feeling like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm at school and what I'm learning um, I, I, I get why I'm learning it. I can see the connection um, between this and, and, and professional practice. This and is so, a really different approach to education. Uh, it, it is a different approach to education. It's one that um, requires a higher level of trust in students' ability to rise to the bars that we set for them. Um, it, it requires educators to let go of um, the reins a bit in terms of being what uh, sometimes we call the sage on the stage and instead uh, choosing to be um, what we also sometimes call the guide on the side. And so, so the idea really behind this, the, the educational idea is that students have the capacity to construct their own meaning from the things that they're learning. And that as educators, maybe it's, maybe it's not our job to kind of be the, the uh, the, the, the owners of some kind of vast amount of knowledge that we share with our kids, but instead to be a facilitator of learning. So, you know, the question that we might ask is what kinds of experiences can we create for kids that allow them to demonstrate their learning in a way that is innovative, in a way that is different, and most importantly, in a way that connects to their, their learning style. And so the, these were really the, the, the educational underpinnings of the work that was happening on, on this elementary school campus. And, and so, so what happened is that uh, Ryan and his team realized, hey, if we are going to be doing high quality career exploration work, we're going to need industry partners. We're going to need people from the community who are doing different things uh, that they can share with our kids. So our kids can see real people doing real jobs and they can say to themselves, hey, that, that person, that looks a little bit like me. Uh, maybe that's something I can do too. Yeah, kind of planting that seed of this is something that I could do. I could see myself here. 
it, it, a lot of it is is kind of a demystification of careers that can be very uh, abstract until you until you meet someone who is a regular a regular person like like us and and you can you can make that connection and you can you can in, envision yourself and and so uh, in in thinking about how they were going to connect with industry partners the the uh, undertaking was quite frankly overwhelming um, and then and then Ryan um, remembered a trip he had taken to Garner Hole Productions when he when he himself was a young boy. And so what he did is he reached out to Garner. He reached out to Garner. Garner was in San Bernardino. Ryan was in San Bernardino. He let Garner know the kinds of things that they were doing, and he invited Garner out to his campus. Garner came out. Garner saw uh, the work that um, students as young as, as kinder and first grade were, were beginning to do inside of a makerspace environment. And uh, he really, Garner really marveled at this opportunity that was being created for kids. You see, for Garner in his time, it was the shop classes and the drafting classes and the woodworking classes that really inspired him to uh, connect with, with school. It's, it's what really kept him in school. Now, um, what, was, what became discovered for, in this new relationship was that uh, Garner had under one roof, um, you know, somewhere between 40 and 50 different careers happening at the same time ranging from digital design and um, concept art to engineering, manufacturing, fabrication, animation, electronics, figure finishing, all the different departments that are required to create an animatronic um, are all existing in one place. And so what a, what a boon for the school. Now uh, they can you know, look to a partner, one partner, with all of these different careers that can be can be presented, and not just that, can be um, shown to be uh, interdependent upon one another, you know, as as a function of creating creating the work. And so, so this is how Ryan eventually, or uh, yes, eventually connected with Garner, and how um, that partnership began. And I guess the end of the story, Jennifer, is that. Um, Garner adopted uh, Ryan's Elementary School through a, a district-sponsored program and um, supported, started supporting the school at higher and higher levels. The work they were doing there was fantastic, but over the course of time, a, a question bubbled to the surface for the two of them, which was, as wonderful as this work is to do for these 800 kids, what could this mean to do for more kids in more schools and more places? And uh, that really became the, the foundation for education through imagination. And so here we are today, uh, uh, almost, almost four years old um, and uh, uh, excited for what the future holds. So we see that initial spark of magic that happened between Ryan and Garner. And the idea that animatronics is actually the perfect thing for helping kids to explore different pieces of the curriculum and different career paths. This is a really cool beginning. Tell us more about what's happened from that point with education through imagination. Sure, sure. Um, well, today, uh, Jennifer, we are a team of about 15, um, primarily former public school educators 
Uh, more than half of the staff comes from a public education background, comes from a public education campus uh, to education through imagination. And uh, our work has evolved to really uh, kind of exist in two spaces. The first space is experiential learning. What that looks like for us um, locally are in-person field trips to Garner Hope Productions, uh, which include a tour of the production factory, uh, as well as some hands-on activities that emulate different aspects of animatronics production. So for example, students might participate in an activity that teaches principles of pneumatics, which is the science of uh, uh, making animatronics move using compressed air. Uh, students might do an activity related to sculpting or an activity related to electric circuits. And so what we're trying to do is give students that boots on the ground experience of seeing, smelling, uh, uh, hearing what the factory uh, uh, is like, um, but then being able to uh, put what they've seen to practice, you might say, through the creation of something. Um, the pandemic, uh, which of course presented uh, uh, many obstacles, also created lots of opportunities, Jennifer, and one of those was the, the launch of a virtual field trip program. And so um, we have now been able to serve students on the East Coast, in the Midwest. Uh, and these are students that obviously could never come here in person. Uh, we still have the hands-on component too, which is quite exciting. We're able to send those to schools ahead of time to distribute to students. So following the, the virtual tour, we're able to, to facilitate a hands-on activity. Other, other experiences include workshops and seminars with platforms of, of technology that are really about students creating the things that they can imagine. Uh, and then the last area of experiential learning is really for educators. And what that looks like is professional development, uh, training, and really coming alongside teachers and helping them learn how technology can become a vehicle for teaching across the curriculum. That's a big part of what we're trying to do is affect that perception that technology is something discrete and that it doesn't coexist with English language arts, social studies, science and math, um, because we believe it does. Uh, and then the other big area, the other big space that we occupy, um, Jennifer, is the creation of cutting edge maker spaces, um, environments that bring students up close and personal with advanced manufacturing, equipment, design software, uh, and really help them make that connection between creativity and imagination uh, and the creation of something new. And you have a special name for your maker spaces, right? We sure do. We sure do, Jennifer. We call our maker spaces animaker spaces. The uh, Annie, A-N-I, uh, comes from animatronics. And we describe these spaces as environments with a unique capability of making things move. And so what one of the one of the big challenges that we know educators face, uh, and I'll speak from personal experience because uh, I was one of them, um, the challenge that educators face is um, figuring out how to meaningfully incorporate the technology um, into their curriculum onto their campus. And so uh, what we try to do is come onto a campus and help educators see that animatronics can uh, present a very compelling why 
for a lot of the equipment um, that's that's in these maker spaces. And so, um, you know, I'll, I'll again just refer to my personal experience. Uh, you know, as a school principal, I was very, very lucky at the end of one year to have a little bit of money left in my budget. With my team, we decided to purchase some 3D printers. Now, this was several years ago when 3D printers were just really very, very novel and um, seemed to be this kind of evidence that if they were in a school, you were doing innovative things. Well, I got my 3D printers and um, they really proceeded to sit on the shelf for the better part of the next school year um, until no we, them, huh? no one used them. No one used them. We, we had thought we'd done our research. Um, and, and as it, as it turned out, we, we had it, we hadn't done the, the necessary research, uh, e enough to know that simply taking them out of the box, putting them on the table and beginning to print, you know, something that, you know, was small or cute or, or special, um, what was, was only going to take us so far. So and you so, had the technology, but not the integration with the curriculum. That's correct. That's correct. We had the technology, but we didn't have a sense for how we show students why this technology is relevant, why it uh, can help us find solutions to the problems we face, uh, how it can help bring ideas to life. And so inside the Animaker space, this is exactly what we're trying to do. And one of our major vehicles for doing that is through educational animatronics. And so within every space, um, our industry, industry standard figures created by Garner Hole Productions, utilizing uh, educational versions of uh, 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 industry standard software. Um, and what students now have the chance to do is tell stories through their animatronic and utilize all the different pieces of machinery, all the capabilities of the animaker space to bring those shows to life. How do they react? I'm thinking, you know, of, of children from elementary school through high school walking into an animaker space. What's that reaction? Well, uh, the reaction um, is usually something along the lines of trying to figure out if this space is actually for them. Um, and the answer to that question is, yes, of course it is. But what we're trying to do is create an environment that doesn't look like the other classrooms on campus. So inside the Animaker space is a very themed environment uh, containing lots of different images, many of which are of the, the projects that Garner Hole Productions has created for parks everywhere. Uh, other uh, images uh, illustrating what we call the engineering and design process or the, the Animaker design process. Um, other images that show maybe the intersection of career themes with technical skills and, and standards alignment. Um, because really what we want to communicate is that this is a place of fun. This is a place of imagination. This is a place of creating, but this is also a place of learning. And so when you come into this environment, um, you know, we want, we want everybody that steps in to know that, um, we are educators too. And that, you know, when we work with the school, uh, you know, we, we, we know that world. We've been in that, we've been in those shoes of administrators and teachers. We understand the process that is uh, required to bring a space to life on a campus like this. We know the timeline um, and we know uh, the challenges that uh, educators are likely to anticipate and face in bringing a new environment like this online um, because really ultimately 
um, the, the, the worst thing that can happen is to create a space like this and then it become a manufacturing museum, a place where we have beautiful things that are so fun to look at and you want to bring all your guests there and, and impress them, but nobody really knows uh, what, what to do. And so, um, again, it's in that, that professional learning space, which is for both the teachers and the administrators, that uh, we feel really confident coming in and saying uh, that much more important than your depth of knowledge or skill is your depth of willingness to, to lean toward um, the, these opportunities. Uh, because because if, if we can do that as educators, if we can, if we can model that for our students, then, then they are more likely to practice the same. Exactly. I think we should fill in our audience, Bill, on curriculum. Some of this has changed, and I bet a lot of our people who are listening today have heard of STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, and knowing that that's more of a focus. But what animaker spaces do is they actually focus on STEAM. We intentionally put the A in there, which is the arts, right? That's, that's correct, Jennifer, uh, and that's a very big deal to us. Uh, STEAM learning, as you mentioned, is uh, what we describe as the integration of science technology, engineering, arts, uh, and mathematics. And who would have ever thought that animatronics um, could be just this phenomenal way of, of illustrating, demonstrating, showcasing um, what, what STEAM can look like. And so, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the great pieces of feedback that we've received um, over the years is it, to the effect is animatronics have this kind of magical way of bringing both sides of the classroom together. And so on the, uh, so what does that mean? Well, we, we think that means that on one side of the classroom are perhaps those students who are more inclined toward the engineering, toward the computer science, toward the technology. Um, but, but unintentionally, I think we have again created this idea that that those maybe exist um, more, more in a vacuum than they actually do. Well, on the other side of the room are all those students who are more interested in the visual and performing arts. And so how do we bring those two groups together and actually get them practicing the kind of behavior that we know will be required uh, in, in the workplaces they enter? And so you, you had mentioned uh, earlier uh, you know, 21st century skills, um, uh, and so, you know, that really this is the idea that we are helping students be prepared for the workplaces of the future. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes that, that phrase is, is tossed around without, without a whole lot of meaning. And, and we, we actually think it's really pretty simple. Uh, it's the ability to communicate and collaborate and problem solve with a diverse group of people and to figure out what to do when, um, there is not consensus and figure out what to do when there is a challenge that needs to be overcome and what to do when you, you have to work to keep your eye on, on what matters most uh, and, and put aside personal differences and, and figure it out. And so it is, it is that, that kind of recipe that we are uh, really working to achieve inside the Animaker space. And those are all the skills they're going to need in the workforce, no matter what industry they go into. When we think about that collaborate, collaboration, communication, problem solving, they get a chance to practice right now as students inside of Animaker spaces. That's great. So Bill, let's talk a little bit about what's next. 
where do you see Garner Hold Education through imagination going from here? Oh, wow. What an exciting question. Um, well, our objective really is to uh, stay as far out ahead um, uh, as possible when it comes to considerations of the kinds of technology, the kinds of equipment uh, that will help students have experiences that help them stay on, on that leading edge of career exploration. And so for us, it's really about staying in tune with uh, advances, um, learning from Garner Holt Productions, uh, which is something that we do uh, on a very regular basis. Um, you know, making sure that we're in tune with the changes and innovations and adaptations that, that they're making over there. Um, and just really being responsive to the, the needs of our partners, uh, listening to the things that, uh, that they need and that will help them be successful. Because I guess the irony of it is that at the same time that um, looking ahead to the future, really, you know, staying on that leading edge is important to us. Um, the other side of the coin is really uh, coming back to, to the fundamentals and understanding that our partners have a huge responsibility to demonstrate that students on their campuses are learning. And so, uh, you know, really what, what guides this are a framework of educational standards that uh, schools are required to teach. And so when we work with our partners, when we listen to their needs, what we're really trying to flesh out is where they have determined their areas of growth need to be. So on their campus, is it students' ability to uh, communicate reasoning? Well, if, it's, if, that's a, if that's an objective, if that's a goal of the school, then we're gonna wanna sit down with them and figure out how we can create those opportunities and experiences in the Animaker space. So communication of reasoning is happening regularly because that's the best way to improve, improve that skill is to, is to practice it a lot. In drawing on your experience as a public charter school principal, you've worked with at-risk populations of students. What do you think is possible for them if we can get an Animaker space inside of their schools? Oh boy. Um, well, you know, this the, the the there were several common threads that ran through the uh, group of students that I worked with as a charter school principal, and uh, a significant one was this uh, uh, um, common experience of not really knowing what was out there uh, for these students to, to, to choose from. And, and, and when I say choose from, uh, that isn't to suggest that, that we should be telling our, 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 our kids that all they have to do is want to, to be in a career and, and, and then you, you just kind of step right into it. I think it's more about the introduction of what's out there and then an examination of what it what it takes to get there, um, and and you know it's but it but it's that exposure, it's that career awareness that lights the fire, and and it, and it's what makes the 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 acceptance of the path to get there, um, you know, uh, uh, something you're willing to t to take on, and so um, when I think about those students and I think about uh, the potential that I and all the staff in the school knew they had to really work hard and achieve the dreams that were important to them. I think about them coming into a space and discovering inside of themselves that confidence, that agency, uh, and, and, and that belief that maybe they do have what it takes. Maybe they do have what it takes 
to to find their way, um, you know, to to the career uh, that that is important to them. And it, and it's it's about more than a career too, of course, which is a quality of life. And so I'll, I'll just mention one other thing, um, which is entrepreneurship. So many of those students that I worked with uh, in the charter school, um, they they wanted to do their own thing. Part of what had led them to not be successful in a traditional school setting is that they just, they weren't quite wired that way. These were entrepreneurially minded youth who wanted to do something that was their own. And inside the animaker space, there's there's a chance to do that. There's a chance to, to have an idea and then say, okay, how are we gonna make this? And so uh, that, that's, that's another factor I think would just be really exciting for that group of kids. And I'm gonna add one more that you've already told us, and that's hope. When you go hmm. back to that Gallup poll, so if we've implemented more of that entrepreneurial mindset, if we've given them the space to explore and see what kinds of careers are possible, now all of a sudden you've brought in that hope of what's possible for their future. You're, you're absolutely right. If people are listening now and they're thinking, my school district really needs this, what should they do next? Whether a school is coming to us for a virtual field trip or because they're interested in an animaker space, uh, our objective is to, to, be, to be stewards through that process and help educators understand what to expect. And we, we do not see anywhere that that can't happen in education. So it's really as simple as uh, reaching out to us uh, we are uh, online, of course. Our website is GarnerHoltEducationThroughImagination.com, and there are multiple opportunities to uh, communicate with us through that platform. Uh, we are on social media, uh, and we we take phone calls too. And so we we uh, we have a plan to to help schools get there and to help them implement these programs successfully. And uh, that's what we hope to do for a long time now. Well, thank you for sharing the Garner Holt story with us. And thank you for the impact you are making on students through Garner Holt education, through imagination. Congratulations to you and the team on your gold Edison Award. Uh, Jennifer, thank you so much. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity. You've been listening to Inspiring Minds, powered by the Edison Awards, showcasing the leading innovators from across the globe. If you're interested in submitting a nomination for the Edison Awards, visit edisonawards.com. I'm Jennifer Trammell. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to having you join us for our next conversation with another inspiring innovator.